Welcome to Dynamic Faith, a podcast all about life, leadership, and the pursuit of holiness. On today's episode, we'll be diving into the topic of influencers, part one, where we'll be discussing the good, the bad, and the ugly behind the phenomenon taking social media by storm. Who qualifies as an influencer? What are we supposed to do with that influence? And what are some pitfalls that influencers need to watch out for? These questions and more today on Dynamic Faith. Well, welcome back to Dynamic Faith, a podcast that's all about life, leadership, and the pursuit of holiness. I'm here with my co-host, uh, potentate Sammy Lopez. That's who I am, brother. Yes, so sir. excited and privileged and honored to have you here with us. Always uh, a blessing. My name is John Groves, and I want to dive into an interesting topic okay. this week. And I believe that you are strategically positioned to speak to this, and you'll understand here in just a minute. Okay. But in the world that we live in, um, there is this word running around the millennial generation and the Gen Zer generation. And the word is, get ready, influencer. Have you heard, mm. of, have you heard anybody call themselves an influencer? I have. Matter of fact, you even have a shirt that says influencer. I do, yes. My, <laughs> my fiance bought me this shirt from Urban Outfitters or something as an ironic joke um, because of this word influencer being such a pop culture word and I, I, I wear it proudly. I don't know that I consider myself to be an That's influencer, funny. but I, I love the shirt. Um, so as we've been kind of talking about this word influencer and what is an influencer, really that was my first question. When I heard the word and I, I've seen it in Instagram bios and yes. Twitter bios all over the place, I've heard people say, hey, you should connect with my bro, whatever. He is such an influencer. My mm -hmm. first question is, what is an influencer? And you actually found a, a definition. You know, I did. And, and, and so here's what's, uh, here's what's funny. Uh, again, we're living in a culture now where people want to have influence. Right. They want influence. So, uh, so according, uh, according to this, this, uh, this brand here says an influencer is an individual, watch this, um, is an individual who has the power to affect purchase decisions mm. Of others because of his or her authority, knowledge, position, or relationship with his or her audience. An individual who has a following in a particular niche, which they actively engage with, is an influencer. Absolutely. So wow. there's a pretty definitive qualifier for what it takes to be an actual influencer. Yes. But in, especially in the ministry world that we live in. Now, influencer is not just a ministry title. In fact, it's primarily not. It would be in, as sure. you just read, in the secular realm. Sure. But in both worlds, the secular and the, the sacred, the religious world, the ministry world, we're seeing this word influencer. And we've kind of been doing a little study on people that use that word. And you pointed out that you've noticed maybe some, some, some negative qualifiers for influencers. And for those that don't know, um, Sammy... Sammy and I are both with a, uh, a booking agency called the MI Agency, mm -hmm. and we have some actual influencers that are on this roster yes. with us. Sammy is over in Israel all the time with actual influencers, um, recording artists, politicians, ministry people, authors, you name it. You, you've been with these guys, and you do your best to pastor them. And as you're pastoring these influencers, you started to notice some 
some negative traits. What what would you say would actually qualify an influencer in today's day and age? <laughs> so so let's talk about the negative traits for a quick second. <laughs> and again, this is not to again. This is I want to have fun with this. As yeah, well. we're not trying to bash. No, not at all. Not at all. We're not going to bash anyone. Uh, but there are some negativities, unfortunately, about being an influencer. So here's what's funny, and this this comes from another from another website. It says in, uh, th- the question was asked, how many followers do you need? To be an influencer, mm. it says over ten thousand. Ooh! If you have over ten thousand followers to fifty thousand followers, you are an influencer. If you have over fifty thousand followers, you are an influencer of an influencer. Ooh! That's strong. That's powerful. So I'm not as influential as I thought I was. <laughs> so here's what's here's what's cool about this, is that there are some highs and some lows when it comes to influence. Absolutely. It, it, look, let's talk about the highs real quick. The highs are. People want to make their mark in life. Yes. People want to make their destiny. Their destiny, man. I get it, man. There's, there's, there's some individuals that I know of, and people right now that may be listening. That you want to be an influencer. You want to influence others around you, and you want to influence the next generation, man. God bless you. Do it and do it to your best ability. There are some that man have a genuine heart, man, to really in, invest in the lives of, of others and have a and, and have a vision or a leading to say, man. Follow me. Hmm. I know what to get to. I know what to do. And again, your passion, your zeal for life, man, allows others to really just cling on to you. And so there's some individuals that I can I can name out right now that I would say, man, these are absolute influencers and they're influencers of influencers. But at the, at the same time, there's also some negativity when it comes to an influencer because unfortunately, influencers today, and there's some that I know of, that they're influencers, but they're very competitive in their influence. Yes. See, here's what I would say, that if you're going to be an influencer, an influencer is never competitive. And the reason why they're not competitive, because they are assured of their calling. Absolutely. They are assured of who they are, and nobody else intimidates them, for the lack of a better word. Right. Um, if we are, if, now, I'm talking about in the Christian circles. Let's talk about the Christian circles, right? If we're talking about the secular circles, then obviously there's going to be a competitive mode, right? Because I want my brand to be above yours. I get it. I want right. to market myself above your market because I, that's how I make money. But in the Christian realm, to have to compete is not the key. Absolutely. And as an influencer, if you're competing, you missed out what it means to be an influence. Because Jesus never competed, but he was the greatest influence of all time. Absolutely. Matter of fact, he gave others the platform and not himself. Well, that's that's part of the key is that if you're a genuine influencer or if you want to be an influencer for very long, yes. exclusivity cannot be your MO. Inclusivity is is the key to maintaining that influence. Exactly right. Exactly. Can I would you mind if I drop a name real quick? Go for it. Matt Brown. Absolutely. Matt Brown, my boy, Matt Brown. Man, this guy, he's an influencer because yes. I've never met a I've never met him or known him to be a competitive person. So some of you may not know Matt Brown, Brown may not know Matt Brown, but Matt Brown's a friend of ours and uh, Matt Brown is probably one of the greatest influencers that I know of. Absolutely. He has a heart for people, has a heart for God, has a heart for the Lord, and one thing I know about Matt is he will always platform someone above himself. Yes, we're going to include his social handles in the show notes because everyone needs to follow Matt Brown, Evangelist Matt. Yeah. But the hallmark of Matt Brown's ministry is that he wants to not only reach the world, but he wants to influence the influencers. That's it. And so he is constantly giving his platform away. He truly, he's built a platform for other people to stand on. And that the hallmark of a, of a true influencer. 
Oh, absolutely. So when you look at influence, of course, they can be competitive. That's yes. number one. I think the other negative when it comes to an influencer, and, and, and again, this is this is something that I would say that, that, that we need to understand when it comes to who we are, and that is um, if it's truly not about you, then don't make it about you. Ooh. Right. Why don't you, can you expand on that just a little bit? Yeah, because again, um, it sounds like it, this is about to burn a little bit. It's gonna, it's gonna burn a little, just a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, you know, if if we're an influencer, we don't have to go around telling people we're influencers. Mm. You, we don't have to go around saying, "Hey, I'm an influencer." Hey, this is what I do. No, man, just be who you are. Absolutely, God will lift you up with His right hand, and He will place you in the right places. And the problem that we have sometimes is. When we say, "Man, I'm 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 about lifting up the name of Jesus," or "I'm about you know, I'm I'm about lifting up the kingdom," but yet every Instagram post is you. Ooh, every picture is you. And the sad thing about it is, we'll put a scripture to try to match our pose. Absolutely. Here's a picture of me and a Bible verse to justify. It. Yes. And so I, I promise you, um, for those that are mature in the Lord we'll scroll right by it. Absolutely. Because it is about you. Now, when I say you, I'm talking about in general. It, it, it can be about me as well. Because, man, I, I, I've done that in my life. Hmm. And, and i got to catch myself how I how I show who I am as an influencer, right? Um, because sometimes, man, I again, a picture can say a thousand words. And I will try to uh, put a little Jesus in it, a little yes. Jesus twist in it, to put Jesus in it when reality is not about Jesus. You know, Facebook has that memories feature that shows you what you posted oh on this day years in the past yes and it's funny that you say that because i just had one of those pop up from a couple years ago where i had taken what i thought was a really great photo of me and then it was some sort of a devotional in the caption but what i really wanted if i'm being honest and this is true for everyone who does this what i wanted was for people to like the picture of me that's it um yeah it's, and it, it's and like you said you know, when you're driving down the highway, if you see a sign for a hotel and on the marquee it says air conditioning and clean rooms, you're probably mm-hmm. not going to stay there because mm-hmm. those are things that ought to be a given. If you have to advertise them, it makes me wonder what your hotel really is. It's good. And when I read Instagram and Twitter bios and things like that, not that you can't tell people, you know, I'm a speaker or I'm a pastor or whatever, you know, that's, that's what you do. That's awesome. But if you have to announce every little thing that you do, it makes me wonder what's actually below the surface. Sure, sure, absolutely right. And again, um, that's I think it, it, it that's a personal issue, right? Right. In other words, you know, where are we? Again, I'm talking about the Christian world here. The question is, is where am I satisfied in Jesus so much where I know that in turn and in, in time He will lift me up. Absolutely, and I won't have to have to lift myself up. Yes. Um. So that that is a that is a must, and that and I I'll even say this: there's some times where I have in the past uh, will take a picture of an empty auditorium. Mm. Oh man, I'm gonna go there for a quick second. <laughs> I would take a picture of an empty auditorium, and I'll say something like this: in just 30 minutes, this auditorium will be filled with filled 1,500 or 2,000 students excited about Jesus, and it's funny because it's true. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be fifteen to two thousand students, if not three thousand students, that will fill the auditorium up. It will go from the bottom to the top, and amen. But the but the motive is not necessarily that hey, we have fifteen to two thousand students. They're gonna come fill this auditorium. The underlying issue is 
I'm going to speak in front of 2,000 students. Absolutely. And I want people to know I'm speaking in front of 2,000 students. Isn't it interesting how we'll post the pictures of the big auditoriums, but the little 50-seater churches? Uh, Come on, we, man. No one ever says, in just a few minutes, 37 people are going to sit uh, in this auditorium. <laughs> in, just, in just a few minutes, 10 youth are going to walk in this room. Absolutely. And get excited for Jesus. It's perception. I think one of the causes of that, and there there are many, it's that that practice is extraordinarily surfacey. It reveals a lack of spiritual depth. But I think that it indicates another flawed area in the life of an influencer, if you will, is that a few years ago I started making genuine friendships. Mm. Okay, And these are guys who keep up with what I'm doing and ask questions. And when, when, when they may call me on a Monday and say, hey, what, what, where were you yesterday? And I can tell them, I was at such and such a church and this is what happened. And it's nice to hear a good job every yeah, once in a while. Sure, It's nice for someone to say, man, that's awesome. I'm proud for you. You know, it, that makes you feel good. But I think the reason why we have to uh, outsource our friendship to social media mm. is because we don't actually have any real friends. Oh, we okay. are networked, um, but the net worth of those friendships is zero. Yes, bro. You hit that on the head. Because the reality is, is that we have more followers than we do friends. Mm. And I mean, talking about genuine friends, genuine relationships, because now is it, 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 it's nobody else's fault but ourselves. Because what we do is we own, we don't include everybody. We exclude people that don't fit our narrative. Or our, our brand. Or our brand. Hmm. If you don't fit my brand, yeah, we like you, but yeah, you're not going to be my friend. If you don't fit my narrative as to where I want to go. You're not going to be my friend. Like, you can't you can't help me. You have nothing to offer me. See, that's the thing. You can't help me. You have nothing to offer me, and you slow me down. Oh. Man, bro, what if God placed somebody in your life to slow you down? What Ooh. if you're not learning to trust in the Lord in certain things? What if someone, what if God placed someone in your life to challenge you? Again, mm-hmm. we need those moments, man, right, in our lives. But unfortunately, we, 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 we look at it the other way. We look, at, we look at people as a negative as opposed to, first of all, Christ died for him. Secondly, there's a reason why a person's in your life. And thirdly, you can always learn from anybody. Absolutely. And so again, it's, it, it's, it's, let me talk about that for a second. I think, the other neg- I think the other negative thing that sometimes we as influencers have is we're not teachable. We don't have a teachable spirit. Well, we're experts. We're experts at everything. I'm 22 years old. I know everything. Right, I'm, or I'm a fashion icon. I'm a fashion icon. I got it. I'm a I'm a leadership expert. I'm, yes, I'm you know 24 years old, and I know everything there is to know about church leadership, business development. Now, of course, I've never done that, uh. but I've read some books. <laughs> yes, yes, I've read some books. I've been married for six months, and I will tell you the keys to a successful marriage. Mm. And again, it 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 it's it it, it it's, it's it's pride, man. Yes, you know that we don't have to have all the answers everything be teachable in in your life in your on your platforms man in your in your influence if you're not if you don't remain teachable you're not going to go anywhere you're not going to go far again a teachable spirit is a humble spirit when you have a humble spirit god can do a heck of a lot with a teachable and humble spirit in the ministry world of influencer people that are quote unquote leading people yes can you speak to that person that would say um, man, I'm all about the kingdom. This is I'm kingdom minded, but really, what it is is a competitive spirit. 
how do you know if it's competition that is boiling inside your heart and how do you remedy that? Okay, that's such a big <laughs> question, bro. That's a great question. Because now, now, first of all, what shows a kingdom spirit is, first of all, that person who has a kingdom spirit is already connected to the local church. Mm. If you're not connected to the local church, you have no kingdom focus whatsoever. That's right. If you're not a member of your church, if you're not serving in the church, if you're not, you know, uh, uh, mowing the lawn of your church, if you're not, you know, if, if you're not sweeping up the building of your church, if you're not, you know, cleaning toilets in your church, if you're not a part of the, of a ministry in your church, you're not kingdom minded. Absolutely. That's how it goes. If you're not involved in the local church, because you are the local church, I'm the local church. And if I'm not involved with the brotherhood of the local church, we're not kingdom. Right. That's number one. Number two, and, and, and how do you ask the question? That was such a great question. I'm, I'm trying to go back to what you asked. Well, I, I need some I need some warning signs. I need to know how to know if it's competition that's boiling up inside me. Um, because I think sometimes we might say, well, I don't have a competitive spirit. I just, you know, I don't like the way they do things or something like that. Oh, man. Yeah. See, that's a hard issue. See, here's the thing. Uh, the Bible says that nobody knows the mind of a man but the mind that thinketh, right? But right. the mind who, who that person is. So so let me talk to your mind real quick, right? Again, I don't know your mind, right? But let's talk to the mind real quick. Close your eyes unless you're driving. All right, right. Close your eyes driving. <laughs> so let me talk to your mind and your heart. Um, when a person bothers you and you and you look at their picture and they say, oh, I don't know why this guy bothers me, competitive spirit. Ouch. That's how it goes. It's a competitive spirit. If, if you... If you find, if you're following somebody, but you never like their stuff hmm. because you don't want them to think that you're following them, right? competitive spirit. If you have got frustrated by somebody and you don't like what they're posting or you don't like where they're at, and so you unfollow them, but you're, yet you're friends with them, competitive spirit. <laughs> if, you know what I'm saying? If you, if you find yourself talking about them amongst others, but then smiling at them when you see them, Competitive spirit. If you've ever said, hey, dude, bro, good seeing you again, man. Hey, man, let's, let, man, let's hang. Let's hook up. But you never do? Competitive spirit. Again, these are these are things that I think we're so cliche on. But in reality, we have competitive spirits, man. You're right. And it's sad that we have to be against each other when that's not, shouldn't be the case. Absolutely. In your definition of influencer, it talked about a relationship with the followers. Yes. Paul was able to say, be followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. That's right. And bro. he was able to say that because he knew people's names. He knew their families. He knew their lives. He he was connected to them. Mm. And he was an apostle. He's connected to a bunch of different churches. But he had relationships with people enough to be able to call them out and call them forward. He had relationships. I don't think you can be an influencer unless you have genuine relationships. That's right, bro. Again, relationships is what it's all about. You're going to need relationships. You can have a bunch of followers. You could go viral one good time. Yes. But if you don't have relationships, mm -mm. you can quote unquote be a leader, but what are you influencing people to do? Where are you leading them? That's right, bro. Amen. That's good. That's right. So as you as you travel around the world, and, and I get to do some of this as well, we get to be with people of great influence. Yes. And sometimes we get to be with influencers who are extraordinarily healthy. You know, again, hashtag Matt Brown. You know, there are some, some great guys like that who are pouring and investing and, and spiritually healthy. But we also get to be with some influencers who are not. Yes. And some may be listening that we know, but then many around the world are watching or listening that we've never met who do have some amount of influence in their city or online or something like that. From a pastor's heart, 
you know, we diagnosed a bunch of the problems, but can you speak toward the, the solutions to the, the negative aspects of being an influencer? So I think, I, I think the number one solution in order for us not to become the very thing that we were talking about is we must have an integrity check. Hmm. Um, your integrity and how people perceive you goes a long way. Um, we're called to be like Jesus, talk like Jesus, look like Jesus, act like Jesus, react like Jesus, touch like Jesus, love like Jesus, see like Jesus, speak like Jesus. Then let's do that. Absolutely. <laughs> let's, let's be exactly that. I think if anything, we are called to be just like him. It's tough. It's difficult. I get it. We're the flesh. Our flesh and our spirit constantly at battle. But I'm called to love like Jesus. And the only way I'm able to love like Jesus and include others around me and to be a genuine leader is if I could have the guts to pray the most dangerous prayer I think anyone can ever pray. And that is, Jesus, this morning when I wake up and before I leave this room, before I leave my house and I get in my car, let me see through your eyes. Hmm. When we begin to pray seriously, Jesus, let me see through your eyes, then you're going to be able to see not only the lost, but even those who are saved and those of influence and those who you once competed against. You're going to see them in a completely different light Absolutely. because you're seeing through the eyes of Jesus. And you're going to recognize that you're going to need them as much as they're going to need you. I learned I think, from my, my grandfather that it's impossible to hate someone that you're praying for. Oh, that's good. And when that's that so person's true. picture shows up on your on your scroll, uh, maybe that's uh, needs to be a prayer prompt where you stop and say, "God bless them, expand yes. their borders, give them opportunities." And as you begin to pray blessings on those people, that hate begins to to fizzle because that's genuinely what it is. Yeah. It's it's a hatred. That competitive oh, spirit man. is a is a hatred. Absolutely, it can be. And as we were talking about integrity, I just thought you have to make sure that your integrity is intact because as an influencer, you will be attacked. Good. When, Good word. No matter what amount of influence you have, you are going to be attacked. Whether right or wrong, a battle is coming. And without integrity to back you up, you won't be able to withstand those types of things. That's exactly right. I think, I think another thing, and again, to add on to integrity, <clears throat> is if we really want to be true, genuine influencers, is, you know, we're looking at a culture now where people want to follow reality. They want to follow truth. Right. Uh, people are wanting the truth. Is this Jesus thing real? Is this Christianity thing real? Um, it, hence, it goes to back to holiness. Uh, how we talk, how we speak, um, how we respond, how we react. People want to follow the real deal. Absolutely. And again, you know, it's funny because, you know, we live in a culture now where it's kind of like, I think we've kind of just given away to just do what we need to do. And we're under grace. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're under mercy, man. You know, hey, you know, yeah, I slip up once in a while. I do this once in a while. But holiness is going to have to come um, to the forefront very soon in our lives. Absolutely. Um, I will say this to each and every one of us. Let's learn easy. Yes. We don't have to learn the hard way. We, we're we not called. The fact that Christ lives in us and we're sealed by the Spirit of God and the Spirit of God resides in us. Uh, we don't have to learn the hard way. Right. But we choose to learn the hard way. We And, and we learn the hard way by, by living the way that we want to live and, and doing the way that we want to do things. As opposed to saying, Lord, you have to take full control of my mind and thought. Yes. And full control of my life. So I would say, if anything, integrity, holiness, perception is another thing. How people perceive you, man. 
um, how you come across. You know, because character is both participatory and spectator oriented. Absolutely, man. When people say, man, you know, my organization or my ministry, we do things with excellence. Amen. Do things with excellence, but don't be a jerk when you're doing things with excellence. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes, you know, oh man, you know, I've heard this so many times and I can't stand this. As a pastor, if I, I won't mention the, you know, pastor's names, but these pastors are influencers. These pastors have great churches. These pastors, man, I mean, do like they've written the books. They do the thing. But I've been in meetings with these pastors where right. he's not, he hasn't walked in yet. And everyone's afraid to show up late or to say something wrong because pastor such and such gets really mad if you do things the wrong way. Hmm. First of all, it's not your church. It's God's. Secondly, bro, as high as God has lifted you up is as quick as he can tear you down. Absolutely. When we have attitudes and these, these, you know, uh, this haughtiness of, of, you know, I am who I am and I, you know, and, and you become a jerk, dude, no, no, no. We got to be very careful with that. That's right. Do everything in grace and with love and per- perseverance, man. And what we say, let it be seasoned with salt, giving thanks and singing of hymns and lifting up the brother. That's so important. And as leaders and as, as influencers, you may have ministries or organizations that you want to lead with excellence. Do with excellence and do to the glory of God, but do it with love and grace and mercy and seasoned with salt because you're going to go a long way if you do it like that. Absolutely. At to the influencers that are that are listening, or let's just break that word down and, and let's talk to the creatives. Yeah. The, the, the creatives who are making things and trying to lead people, whether that's through pictures or videos or written word or songs, whatever it may be to the creatives. I think that all of this influence, life, leadership, and holiness hinges on something that, that I've been learning recently, and that is to approach the Word of God regularly yes more than any other book that you read and approach it like you said for the person of christ not just for something to post that's right bro because so good if you if you find yourself stagnant Mm. um we like to read books on leadership and creativity and organization all these different things but if you find yourself stagnant if you want to remain creative and influential what better person to go to than the creator himself who inspires those ideas and those concepts. And you've been discipling me in how to approach the Word of God and how often and why. And I think that everyone would love to hear what you've been saying about that. Yeah, you know, if anything, when it comes to the Word of God, the Word of God must truly, as King David says, be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. We must learn to hide God's Word in our hearts so that we may not sin against the Lord. God's word is so important, and I will say this, that a call to ministry and a call to leadership is a call to study. John, I love the way that you said it, is, is to, to study the word for Christ, study the word for, for inner peace, study the word for theology and, and, and doctrine, and not just for something to post. Absolutely. That's so good, because oftentimes we get our theology off of a meme, or we get our theology off mm. of a tweet, and 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 once we get it, we say, "Oh, that's so good." We'll tweet it. Uh, we'll 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 like it, and we'll retweet it, the whole thing. And that's our Bible study for the day. Should not even be the case, right? We must learn the Word of God. And I would say this: one of the things that I'm learning is, and, and I've learned this from a from a very uh, conservative theologian by the name of John MacArthur. Now, okay. John MacArthur, I get it, has. Um, 
you know, he, his name's been thrown out there lately, but, but, but there's some good that I've learned from John MacArthur. And, and he says this, the way that he studied the scriptures is he'll read, he'll read seven chapters a day for 30 days. He said seven chapters every day, the same seven chapters every day for 30 days. So for example, in October, I read the whole book of Ephesians and I just ended it November the 1st. Hmm. So October 1st, all the way to November 1st, I read all of Ephesians. It has six chapters. So I've read every day Ephesians chapter 1 through chapter 6 every day. I guarantee it. He's, this is what he said. He said, if you read it every day, you'll learn how to master that scripture. Wow. You'll master that book. So I would say this. If you really want to have a regimen of scripture reading, read seven, seven, seven chapters a day for 30 days, you would have mastered those seven chapters. Absolutely. And keep going and keep going and keep going. Because again, a call to ministry is definitely a call to study and a call to leadership you must know in the world you're talking about. Absolutely. And that kind of comes down to something that I've heard you share with other influencers out there where you've encouraged them to define their influence. Oh, you, you've encouraged them to be targeted and to be focused in what they're trying to do. And Can, can you break that apart a little bit? Absolutely. So to define your influence is are you, only, are you going to influence mainly the church? Or are you wanting to influence the world? Because oftentimes we call ourselves influencers, but we're in the church. Somewhere down the road, you're going to have to get out of the Israeli camp and go to the Philistines. Hmm. Somewhere down the road, you'll have to get out of the, off the platform and literally go to the world. So if I decide or determine what my audience is, that might be the determining factor as to whether or not I put together a, a teaching video versus a vlog in Walmart. That's right, bro. Hmm. Exactly right. So another great point. So in other words, it's it's do I focus solely on the church on 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 the discipleship? And and again, these are there's not a wrong answer. The question that you'll have to answer though is, how are you going to define your, define your influence? If it's mainly going to be in conferences and camps and youth things and everything else, great, do it. But if the other side of it is, how are you going to evangelize as well? Because evangelism has to play a role in your life. Telling people about Jesus is going to have to be a, a role in your life. Right. Whether you want to do it or not, it, it, it plays a strong role. This is the reason why Kanye hmm. is so effective right now, bro. Because, again, he's not in the church. No. He's at the Great Western Forum in Los Angeles. Or he's at, you know, he's he's going to different little or, or, you know auditoriums. All over the place. All over the place. And, man, I loved how they said, how someone says that, man, his... His services are like, uh, number one, a worship, number two, a concert, and number three, a Billy Graham crusade. Wow. That's incredible. That's amazing. I mean, and again, out of all, out of all people, Kanye, because he found and defined his influence hmm. with the world. And so let's learn how to define that. If a con- Think about this. This blows me away. If Kanye West has is defining his influence, his influence, he's teaching us as Christians who've been in it for 27, 20 something years, right? How to redefine our influence. It's interesting. I saw someone note that Kanye took his concerts and turned them into church, where many churches are taking church and turning them into concerts. Oh, smack. Oh, that's good. And that's good. We, we reveal who we're interested in by the, the waters that we fish in and the bait mm-hmm. that we use to get them. That's good. Uh, so that's good. I, man, I really appreciate this conversation on influencer and influence in general. Yeah, man. And I just want to encourage you, 
to go back to recap two specific things from this is open the word of God daily, regularly, dive deep into it and let God reveal himself to you. Maybe before you open up the word, pray a simple prayer. God, show me you in this today. Mm. And then I want to encourage you to maybe shift uh, your prayer life a little bit. Um, I've been learning not to ask God to bless what I'm doing, but to ask God to show me what he wants to bless so that I can go do that. And so rather than say, God, use me, God, use me, God, God doesn't have to use me. Uh, I'm, I'm a nobody. God can do this ministry thing all by himself. But rather than say, God, use me, pray this, God today, make me usable and available for what it is that you want to do. And I believe that if you'll let the word and prayer influence you, then God will use you to influence the world through the word and through prayer. But it will never be the other way around, at least not for very long. That's right, bro. Good word. Sammy, thanks for this conversation. Anything you want to close us with today? No, I would just say this. I think if I would close in any which way, is there's there's only one wrong way to do it. There's only one, because every every single one of you is an influencer. Whether you have 10,000 followers or 10 followers, you're influencing somebody. Right. And there's only one wrong way to do it, and that's pride and a non-teachable spirit. Hmm. You change those two things up, God's going to bless you and honor you in ways that you would have never dreamed. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us today. And if you enjoyed the episode, we're honored when you rate and review the podcast to help us reach more people. We've got an exciting bonus episode coming soon with a very special guest, along with some incredible opportunities with some great podcast partners that we can't wait to tell you about on the next episode of Dynamic Faith.